from the amygdala. Hey, Meredith. Hey, Zainab. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's good. I miss you. We're, we're a continent away. Well, maybe not a continent. Continent. I miss you, too. I'm in Turkey. You're in Sweden. And we're recording on the Anchor app for the first time. And yeah, this is our third time attempting to record. <laughs> this is our third try. I mean, we're excited that we can try to record over the phone because you're gone yeah. for a couple months. But we're also scared that all of our mistakes are currently being live broadcast I know. <laughs> on the Internet. On the internet, I'm so, like, yeah, I guess I have, like, some sort of weird technological phobias, but I'm just so worried that, like, it's like, your Facebook friend Zainab is live, like, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> and I have, like, no idea. I don't know how I'm many oper- people are listening in. I don't know. But I think, I don't know. I think we're just recording, and then we'll upload later. I know. It's our first I hope- try. It's our first try. I am counting on the illusion of editing to get us through this. But uh, I don't know how these influencer, like, famous people do these live videos. Like, I just don't understand it. <laughs> no, I don't have a desire to do that. And then you get live no. feedback from people because oh, they're God. hitting their emoji buttons. And, like, yes. you know what I mean? I don't think I want that. No, I don't want to see a whole bunch of thumbs down. <laughs> no, or, like, the angry emoji popping up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want that. No, let's not do that. Like, if we ever do anything live, it's going to be very, you know, vintage and IRL. So, yeah, no. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, so here's hoping that this is not live. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, how's your day been so far other than paranoid? Yeah, other than paranoid about this streaming. No, it's about been good. About this streaming app. <laughs> um, it's been good. It's a rainy day in Sweden today. So it's just been a regular, typical Monday. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I went to the gym. That's about, that about it. <laughs> that sounds very productive. Very adult. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. What did, what did you do today? Well, I, yeah. So I'm in Ankara, Turkey right now, visiting family for all those listeners that don't know. Um, and today I had a bit of an anxiety in terms of speaking up for myself and I wanted, mm-hmm. and I thought this anxiety podcast would be a good place, a good platform to talk about it. But basically, uh, I went to the hairdresser today and I wanted to get some like summery highlights and like a little bit of a, like, you know, trim on the end. Yeah. Um, and instead I got like very, like very 1998 circa, you know, <laughs> streaks in my hair. <laughs> is it ginger spice that has the streets yes I basically looked like a ginger spice like 20 years ago (gasps) oh Um, no oh no it was so bad um and usually I for people who don't know me that well like I'm not the hugest you know diva like when it comes to my hair um like if I get a bad haircut usually like I'm not happy about it but I'll be like all right like it'll just grow out like it'll be fine um but I also have like a really hard time saying no and speaking up for myself even though I'm 33 and I feel like I've been to years of therapy and you know like how to put in healthy boundaries but um that was like very much tested today when I think we should put these I have these pictures and I think we will put them on our Instagram in relation (laughs) to this episode so people get what I'm talking about the haircut shots but it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard and there's a picture of me looking very disgruntled like as my hair was happening and like it's not a picture of me saying no it's just a picture of me like (laughs) wrinkling my forehead (laughs) and just looking very upset um but But eventually like how did you take that selfie so subtly being like so angry (laughs) 
I think he was too focused on fucking up my hair to notice. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He did not see like my face reflected back um, in the mirror or on my phone. Um, but yeah, no. But it was pretty bad. And I mean, I ended up paying like a really hefty sum for it that I also wasn't expecting. Um, I guess hairdressers in Turkey like they don't have like fix or like the one I was at at least I didn't have like a fixed price list and it's like a hairdresser that my mom goes to so I thought I'd be getting a good deal on it but eventually I looked at the price tag and I was like I am gonna speak up and I'm gonna say something and I was just like you know what I think these streaks are too streaky (laughs) (laughs) is that exactly what you said I hope so I mean, I said like the Turkish version, which doesn't sound as much fun, but um, I was like, I was like, can you please fix it? And then he he got really the worst part is, though, he's like a really nice person. So I felt doubly bad. Like, I was like, I'm really sorry. I know this is your livelihood, but also this is my head and I have to walk around with it. (laughs) This is also (laughs) what I'm going to live with. It's so hard, especially when they're nice and you you like you don't mean to put them out either it is so hard I don't know why it's so hard but it is it's very difficult at one point I was like should I just wear a beret for like the rest of the year (laughs) no (laughs) no like I'm in art school I should obviously be wearing a beret like I can make it work like it's or be one of those people (laughs) yeah like people will just think I'm artsy and cool and like while my hair grows out but um yeah so that was a little bit anxiety inducing today and I finally I think like recovered from it um my hair has also mostly recovered from it like he tried to fix it so it's better than before but I he was like do you need anything else like do you want to come back like a third time and I was like you know what it's fine like you know let's just live with it like let's just agree to disagree um so yeah so that happened today I'm uh, sorry thank you thank you for listening both you Meredith and our listeners (laughs) but I I mean Mm. it's so hard even in a restaurant I think because I've worked in the the restaurant industry before Mm. but I I don't want to say anything ever even if it's like a genuine mistake mm-hmm. and I've I've ordered something like covered in peanuts which I can't eat I'm always like should I say something but- <laughs> <laughs> should I just you know like have an allergic reaction instead I know <laughs> like, I what are the sometimes options here? yeah I just get I just it's so uncomfortable um to say something sometimes especially when you know they mean well that's the hard part like right you know people mean mm-hmm. well um that's mm-hmm. when I really struggle um but I'm glad you turned around and said something it's your Thank hair you. it's a lot of money and yes no it's good to see that you know maybe 10 years ago I would have just come home and cried but like no today I called it out so I'm feeling all sorts of empowered good good (laughs) yes yes let's have some hair photos yeah (laughs) I'll do like a before and after and maybe a second after once I get it fully fixed somewhere else (laughs) and before after 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 um but yeah um so yeah so I guess we should also say that we are tales from the amygdala oh wow we got in pretty deep there yes we're (laughs) tales from the amygdala we're tales from the amygdala I feel like it's always a bit of a toss-up like where when and where we say it uh but that's today (laughs) it's here now um yeah and today I thought it would be 
Well, actually, Meredith and I were talking um, a couple days ago, and I was complaining about how hot it was and how I don't enjoy sweating all the time and how it makes me anxious. (laughs) And I get summer anxiety, um, and which is something, I guess, like, yeah, I mean, people get winter seasonal affective disorder, but I think summer is also a time when people get like seasonal affective disorder. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm one of these people. Um, But then that conversation led us to talking about climate anxiety and how that's something that's being talked about a lot these days. Um, So we thought it might be timely to talk a little bit about climate anxiety and how we feel and how and also hear what you guys feel about the climate and if you have climate anxiety or if you don't um yeah so it was helpful so yeah so I thought that's what we could talk about today yeah I didn't know much about it I I saw a BBC article on people that were having climate change anxiety maybe a few months ago and that was the first time it had occurred to me even though Mm -hmm. I must have known on another level that people were having it. I mean, it's such a topic of conversation all like yeah. all over the world right now. Um, but I hadn't like mm-hmm. considered that. And they were talking to three people that had it and like how they were coping with it and like what their skills mm-hmm. were. Um, so when you brought it up a couple of days ago, I was like, absolutely, this makes sense. Yeah, I feel like for me as well, I guess I've been, I mean, I, I was anxious about the climate a lot when I was a kid um and you know I did this whole I was really obsessed with dolphins um so I I would make like a lot yeah I mean yeah some girls did horses I was really into dolphins I was in the dolphin Um, camp yes Yes. Yeah. It's like, and I think I wanted to be one of these, um, like sea world, you know, like mm-hmm. people who work there and stuff. Well, I mean, obviously now that I think about it, like as an adult, those like sea world type things are terrible. Um, but at the time I was like, I just want to like play with dolphins all day for work. Um, and so I was really also obsessed with, I don't know if dolphins are going extinct. Like I'm not entirely sure of the, of their like situation, but I, I think know. when I was yeah, I, I don't know either. But I think when I was in fifth or sixth grade, um, I thought they were going extinct, extinct, extinct. Um, so I made a lot of posters at my school and I would just draw a lot of dolphins and I would be like, save the dolphins. Oh, how <laughs> sweet. What yeah. was the poster encouraging people to do? Anything? Or did it just say um, save the dolphins? It just said save the dolphins. <laughs> there was... <laughs> There was no descriptive element to it. It was just like a sunset picture and a dolphin jumping. That's so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like the general, um, yeah. And I think like I've always felt very strongly about people throwing trash and stuff into the sea and the oceans. Yeah. Because um, I, yeah, in Turkey, like I spent a lot of my summers growing up on the Aegean coast and it's my probably my favorite place in the world um and it gives me like so much spiritual and emotional joy so I feel like whenever I see people throwing I don't get the same feeling when I I mean obviously it's not nice to see people throwing trash anywhere but I don't get the same level of passion and anger like uh, when unless it's in the ocean or in the Mm. sea somehow um so I've been known to like yell at little children who are throwing (laughs) bottles (laughs) 
I think this happened a couple summers ago. I saw this like little girl like collecting plastic bottles and throwing them into the ocean, what? like into the sea. Yeah, like what the f? <laughs> I was like, what? no, it's so bizarre. No, it's Mm-mm. so bizarre. Her parents weren't saying anything, um, and I just got so angry. And I went up to her and I was like, "Do you know what you're doing? Like, you're destroying all the fish. Like, you know, you're being so terrible. Like, stop doing that. Take them out. Throw them into the trap. You know." And then she started. which I felt mildly bad about but at the same time I was like I sure hope she learned an important (laughs) lesson (laughs) I hope she tells all her little friends but like you know not to throw trash into the ocean what a weird Um, game like she's gone to the trouble of collecting trash yeah and instead of putting it in the trash can she's put it directly into the ocean she's put it directly it's so weird and I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't think, like, her parents were aware or they didn't really care. Um, Yeah, so I've done that. I think I was on a ferry in Istanbul, and I saw this man just throwing a bag of trash, like, overboard. Mm. And I also, and he had his, like, son with him. So I also went up to him, and I yelled at him. And I was like, what do you think you're doing? Like, our our oceans are the way they are because of people like you. Like, so, yeah, so... I feel very passionate about sea sea stuff and ocean stuff. Um, so I think like, yeah. So in terms of climate anxiety, I think that's been where most of my anxiety has been centered around. Um, and I've kind of, I've always like tried to donate a little bit to environmental organizations in Turkey. Um, but I guess in Sweden, like living in Sweden, I myself haven't experienced this much climate anxiety because I feel like, oh, there's a lot of forest here. Like we recycle, like the Swedes have it under control um and so i personally haven't felt like a lot of climate anxiety um but this past year i've definitely started meeting people who are like maybe 10 years younger and i think this is such a topic of discussion and so especially during my year at art school um one of my really close friends like he has been talking he would actually be anxious some days and i would say like oh like what's wrong are you okay and um and he would say oh like i i think i'm having like climate anxiety so that was kind of the first time yeah like and that was kind of the first time I was like oh like this is like this is a thing and and then again like we started reading it about it reading about it online and um so yeah so I think that's kind of why I'm really sort of interested in this topic and how people feel um but yeah how has been like how has it been for you like growing up or any like have you experienced similar feelings or has it just not been on your radar well I think uh my parents did a really good job of making me I guess similar like uh respect the environment like you know we would go camping and like the rule of camping is you leave it better than you found it like you should not only pick up your Um, trash but you should like mm. pick up trash somebody else left and like uh, Mm. yeah that was really important I remember one time my sister accidentally dropped like a plastic bag out the car window and (gasps) we I mean we stopped and turned around I mean it was like (laughs) you pick up that bag it was like you know oh my gosh yeah so I've always had that respect and then I guess I remember I mean, I often think about, like, not, I don't want to go down a political rabbit hole, but do you remember when Al Gore lost the election and then he threw himself into, like, the Inconvenient Truth Mm, documentary? Yes. Um, And I always think it's, yeah, I mean, you never know how history would have changed things, but, like, he then was like, okay, if I'm not going to take this role as president, I'm going to throw myself into this. And then I remember seeing that documentary and it really, like, you know, it shook me. I think that really made the world pay attention 
Um, mm. And so you knew that things had to change. And, um, but then it was so long ago, I think it, I, people haven't talked about it much now because I think we're seeing the effects of it now. I think mm. everything that's been mm. predicted, we're seeing now, we're seeing like the hot weather, we're seeing mm. um, maybe the beginnings of some people moving because of it. We're seeing the mm-hmm. beginnings of like, um cities flooding I mean I'm from South Carolina and uh, there's been a lot of flooding recently like Mm, cities mm. have been really affected so I think now Mm. I think that's why people are talking about it more now because we're seeing the results of what everybody said was going to come but yeah um but this is the first time we've done a topic on something that we're seeing the world have anxiety about but I don't know that either of us have felt it as personally yeah so Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I guess we're branching out a little bit and <laughs> yeah, em- empathy, anxiety, but yeah, for sure. And I think it's um one of my friends, like she started uh, like really getting involved in sort of activism around climate change. And I think some of the things that she's told me has really opened my eyes to the um, to the way that in which in Sweden, at least, like we're kind of insulated from it um, mm. in the sense that like, a lot of people like a lot of migration is immigration and migration is due to climate change um especially in like the global south and also in sweden there or in developed countries i think there's this discourse of like you know like don't like don't print out this email like save the trees kind of and we always think like when things are digital or digitalized like we're kind of helping the environment but something this friend of mine that like she opened my eyes to is like servers and all of those things like they are contributing so much to climate change um yeah especially like you know like so all your like dick pics like sent across snapchat (laughs) (laughs) the ozone is upset as well the ozone yeah (laughs) so like think twice before you send a useless dick pic to someone no Um, idea yeah like a lot of these like your instagram stories and like your facebook photos and a lot of these things um like in the servers like they're i don't know i don't know the mechanism i'm not in any way a scientist or well informed about any of this but i've definitely like read some articles um so a lot of the things that you think are not i mean so that's why i think i've started to get a bit of climate anxiety in the sense that it's like um like what are the things that i'm doing that's contributing that i don't even know i'm contributing you know like yeah um and i guess now it's also uh one oh you can hear the call to prayer from oh <laughs> yeah i did hear that uh, yeah <laughs> so that's going to be in our background um but yeah, and I, I think in Sweden, like they've started also talking a lot about like flug scum, which means like flight shame. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I actually was telling my friend in the US about this and she was like, oh, like that hasn't made its way over here just yet, like as a term. Um, and I think that's one of my favorite things about Swedish actually is that like they have terms for a lot of very specific things. <laughs> yeah. Um, like like also like climat ongest, um, yeah. like climate anxiety um, has its own specific term. And, but yeah, and I guess now a lot of people, especially the younger generation, um, they're like, no, I'm not going to fly there. I'm going to take the train there. Um, so yeah, so I feel like, I mean, I, I guess I knew like the flights that I was taking home were contributing in some way, but I wasn't so acutely aware of it. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's been like a lot of, especially in the last year, just 
being like seeing a lot of the things and that's like causing climate change that I hadn't even thought about. So I think that gives yeah. me some level of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I, so, yeah. I mean, in a weird way, I, for me personally, finding out about the things doesn't give me anxiety. I feel more empowered. Like I would say I learned. In okay. The I'd say I learned in the past year to two years, how damaging um, the fashion industry was. Um, oh god especially Mm -hmm. just like the cheap clothes that you have for like a couple months and throw away um and so but I just didn't know I I genuinely did not know like I hadn't thought Mm. about how that affects the the climate and just like pollution in general and like the water used to make clothes and just that just makes me feel empowered because I think you and I were both Mm. saying that we we tried to shop vintage and used as much as we can now. And I actually did a whole year where I didn't buy any new clothes. I only bought old uh, or vintage, mm. mostly because I was like, this is a problem. I, I don't need new, any more new clothes. Yeah. But then I just <laughs> learned more about it. And I was like, okay, well, now I can do something about this. And like, now, whenever I fly a quite short distance, like uh, Copenhagen or like Gothenburg, I mm. will actively choose the train because then I think, like now mm. I have the information and the power to like make better mm. decisions. Um, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And starting, yeah. Starting like local kind of like what you can do, like where you are and like with your like family, friends and things like that. And I think that for me was really empowering as well because I started feeling a little bit like, like, ah, like, I don't think I'm, you know, I should be doing more and I should be doing this. And like, I shouldn't have had that sushi the other week, like the oceans and like, um, but I think, yeah, I think awareness and also action should go hand in hand, but also like taking everything with like a day to day, like grain of salt and not like freaking out about it. Um, Because like being paralyzed with climate anxiety, I don't think helps anybody much less like right. yourself <laughs> right um but yeah I don't know if it's helpful but I read this I wanted to read some quotes about like what or stories what people have said about climate anxiety like just in case people are wondering like what that actually feels like and what people are concerned about sure um yeah so I think like um like one thing there was this one so there's a vice article that's called climate despair is making people give up on life oh no um, I know <laughs> I feel like I've started seeing more and more of these articles recently um and yeah and I think there was a 37 year old former teacher um from Canada and she was saying um summers have been stressful to me since having my son it's hard to enjoy a season that's a constant reminder that the world is getting warmer um I think my anxiety just reached a peak um it felt like there was nowhere to go and although and then I guess although she had spoken to her primary care doctor about anxiety she actually hadn't like gone to a mental health professional to get help um and she started contemplating self-harm oh no um yeah and like and um I think I think she said something like, though I don't think I would have hurt myself, I didn't know how to live with the fear of the apocalypse, I guess. My son was home with me and I had to call my friend over to watch him because I couldn't even look at him without breaking down. Um, And she eventually did check herself into an overnight mental facility. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think that's like a normal sort of experience for, I don't know if that's necessarily super common, but I think that's definitely like on the end of the spectrum of climate anxiety when you've started just feeling like really, really a lot of despair about the future. Um, and I think that's sort of really 
like difficult way to live and try to function day to day. But I think a lot of these articles also have prescriptive elements about like what you should do if you are feeling climate anxiety. And I think a lot of them, I think there was one on CNN and another one on BBC. um, And they were saying like group therapy can be really helpful, Mm -hmm. like trying to find, which I think makes a lot of sense. Like, so I don't think climate anxiety is necessarily yet sort of a diagnosed like a medical diagnosis um but who knows it might be in the future um but yeah and I feel like group therapy a lot of the articles are saying would be like really helpful like just to be able to talk it out with people um and feel that you're not alone in it um right which seems really reasonable to me um but yeah no definitely started seeing a lot more of these like articles and definitely meeting people who actively feel like anxiety because not just like a general like oh no like is the world ending but like kind of anxiety but like affecting their day-to-day sort of mental health um so yeah so I think we live in anxious climate anxious times we do and I think uh, as always which we have to say every episode if you're feeling this kind of anxiety you should go see your doctor you should go see your doctor doctor because like probably Uh your doctor will know some other like great maybe there are professionals that like specialize in this already or maybe they know of a good group therapy specifically for this but mm-hmm. I can't think of a better first step than just like talking to your like your regular doctor just mm-hmm. yeah, just just tell them you're having some anxiety about this mm-hmm. absolutely and I think that yeah and I think just like sort of sharing it and talking to people about it and I think that's like we say in the other episodes, and that's also why I wanted to talk about it, is just to f- have people feel like you're not alone in this. Um, right. There are other people feeling it. And, yeah. And, I mean, I don't know what the way forward for climate change is. Like, I'm hoping it's good now that people are more aware. But just in terms of people's individual day-to-day you know mental health like I just feel yeah it's important to feel that you're not alone and you're nurtured and supported um and even if it's by listening to our podcast (laughs) yeah and I I get I get inspir not inspiration but I get um more optimistic when I see I see so many companies uh take taking this on because I think that they realize that their customers find this important. Like I was mm. shopping the other day, I was on like a, cl- a clothes website and then they had like, you know, the sales section and like the shoes and then accessories. And then it said like sustainability and like they, mm-hmm. they're targeting, like they must have noticed that consumers are like not buying as much. And then they were like, okay, why aren't they buying as much? Yeah. Because it's not sustainable. Like you see airlines now that are saying like, do you want to pay to like offset your carbon mm-hmm. emissions? Like we're going to plant trees. Like, I think that, that for like, I don't know what generation it is, but it seems consumers as a whole have said loud enough, like this is important to yeah. us. And yeah. def- not all companies for sure, but a lot no. of companies mm. are taking note and they're like, my friend was at a music festival the other day and all of the, the cups were like uh, compostable. Like you could compost the oh, cups. Oh, interesting. Mm. They're trying to not use plastic. Like look at all these countries that are banning like single use products, mm. like single use plastics. Um, mm. So I think like positive waves are happening for sure. And I mean, experts are measuring like whether they're fast enough and like what else we need to do but I I see it all the time I see things that I never thought I would see all the time which I think is really encouraging right yeah absolutely I think that's like I mean yeah 
thank you for that positive like <laughs> I think I think <laughs> like pause injection of positivity because I feel like sometimes it's very easy to get caught up in a cycle of like this is terrible and this is terrible and this is terrible um and you just kind of end up in a despair pit of climate anxiety but yeah it's absolutely you're totally right it's also important to remember like people are noticing and people have a lot more agency than I think they think they do um I think collectively um consumers you know where you spend your money is a statement of like what your values are definitely um and and I think that's something yeah exactly like you said I love that you said that like I'm seeing things that I never thought I would see but yeah and I I also have you know I've always been a little bit I mean recently you and I have talked about like buying less and stuff but I mean for a very long time I was like ooh, like this is so like I got some shorts in my size and it was only like 40 crowns you know like I think I had that sort of and I mean also disclaimer like a lot of what we're talking about like is also like there's different ways of approaching this depending on like your socioeconomic status and you know mm-hmm. um your income and things like that but I think traditionally I've always been like ooh, like this was cheap yay um yes I, think, I was not as thoughtful know, I've definitely not been as thoughtful and I think you know something I've started um doing just on this trip in Turkey that I'm actually really excited about um because it also ties in with a lot of my uh like body positivity intuitive eating sort of activism uh or individual activism I haven't done anything on a wider platform yet but that's going to be another topic yeah like future episode future episode but um so my mom she uh met this when my cousin was getting married my mom wanted to have like a custom-made dress for the wedding or for the wedding um so she found this uh I guess she's a seam is seamstress the correct word I'm not she's a like clothes she makes clothes yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know she, seamstress or tailor or yeah um so she's this lovely lady that made this gorgeous dress for my mom um both for my cousin's engagement and her wedding um and then recently with all of this talk about like climate change and sustainability and me trying not to like spend money on like super cheap clothes with like in a couple you know months I'm gonna use as like I don't know like wiping down my walls yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <Exactly. laughs> like some terrible piece of trash um but and so I was like oh mom like do you think like we can like talk to her about getting some dresses made like for me um just like day-to-day dresses that I can wear and also like this ties into I have a lot of issues about like sizing and clothes and clothing stores and things like that um so actually today I picked up the first dress that she made for me oh nice um, yeah so we hung out with her a couple of days ago and we picked out some fabric and she took my measurements um and I'm like I will we can also post a picture of that dress yeah I was gonna say um, I'd love to see yeah, like I, I am in love with it. Um, and there's just something so I tried it on and it fit obviously like perfectly because yeah. she took, you know, like my measurements and everything. And I was like, there's just something so empowering about spending my money on someone who's this is their income. I'm mm-hmm. like cutting out the middleman. I have bought good fabrics that were sourced ethically. Um, and it's like fabrics that are good for the environment. Like and good for me like I feel good in these fabrics like I think this dress that I have now is cotton cotton um and then also just like 
you know, finding something to wear that fits my body. Like instead of me co- consistently trying to fit myself into pre-existing shapes, like mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's the, re- it's the reverse. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it, it's gorgeous. You'll love it. You'll have it for a long time. Like it'll fit you like the glove. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And I love and that. I was- Yeah, and I just feel like that needs to become more of a thing. And there's so many, and this lady, like, she has an Etsy store um, where she does, like, which I think is amazing. Like, she's, you know, a local, like, designer person in Ankara, but she sells to, like, across the world. Um, And, oh, yeah. And I just feel like it was just really an empowering experience of being like, oh, I'm spending my money. Like, I know where it's going. I know, like, who I'm supporting. Um, And it just felt kind of empowering in that way. And it felt sustainable. Like, um, I was joking to my mom that I was like, I basically want to be buried in this dress. (laughs) 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 I love it so much. Like, I, you know, I just want to, I just want to wear it all the time. Um, But But it's like, you'll keep it for longer. Like, you'll keep it for longer than the thing you would have bought just because it was like, you know what I mean, on sale. And I love, I mean, maybe we're going off topic, but I love shopping small business because I just love, I don't know. I just love supporting those people. It's such a brave endeavor to start your own small business. And I really, yeah, want to support that. And then you, like you said, you knew that they were ethically sourced. And if you have the means and the disposable income to make those kinds of like, uh, choices I yeah mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful yeah I think like yeah and like I said I mean I think it speaks to also like you know we there's not a ton we do can do every day collectively like all the time like you know it's just not it's just not sustainable to consistently be like you know for like the average person who is working or studying like you can't be like a climate change activist 24 7 but I mean in a capitalist system like where you spend your money is also like where it's kind of like your vote right Mm -hmm. and I think this was like the first time I was like oh like I can choose to spend it here and not here here and that's saying something and yeah yeah. so I feel yeah I think climate change and climate anxiety and all of these things are very it's such a broad hairy nuanced topic that has so many like intersections across like like everything else like environment and like socioeconomics everything um but yeah so I just but I think it's just you know it's nice to be able to do some things and bring it down to an individual level and also on our podcast so thank you for agreeing to talk about it Meredith no (laughs) oh my my pet topics of (laughs) course it's coming up all the time in more dinner parties or just like sitting around a restaurant it's coming up in conversation I mean I think it's so timely I think everyone they haven't thought about it already it's going to come up at their next dinner party and they yeah. are going to be like i'm prepared for this conversation now yes but i've listened to tales from the climate change amygdala exactly <laughs> so yeah. do you know what i do and i don't know if it's actually saving the planet but i thoroughly enjoy it and people laugh at me is i totally compost at home in my tiny kitchen yeah I remember you and I, we were at a plant store together and I was carrying around this massive bucket and you were like, what is this for? Like, what do you buy? Why? And I was like, oh, I'm composting. And it was just like, what? Um, I loved it though. Like I was, I was thoroughly confused, but I love it. I'm just going to have a little PSA that says, if it's something you're interested in, it's totally doable. Everybody thinks like it'll like, I don't know, like, if you don't do it right, it'll smell bad or whatever. But I yes. just want to say <laughs> I have the best plants because, like, they have <gasps> soil that's amazing that, like, I make on our balcony. 
Um, oh my gosh. Um, I think they need to be featured on our Instagram as well. I will totally my do that. Them. I will yes. feature the products that I use under my sink and like you can like your plants will be amazing like you <gasps> you definitely throw away less trash like when you realize how much can be like composted because it's organic material um mm-hmm. and I mean it's enjoyable like if you enjoy gardening um or having plants around your apartment and you're remotely interested in like composting in the environment it can be very rewarding um not that I'm pressuring yeah. our listeners but um there's no, lots of little things but... you could do at home yeah yeah, I think, um, I mean, I had never even thought about it until that day we went to the plant <laughs> store. <laughs> like, I was like, aren't the people who compost, like, people who have really big houses and giant yards? Like, True. I was like, yeah. where am I, I going to do this in my tiny, like, in my apartment in Stockholm? Um, but, yeah, so I just feel like I think it's great. I think it's good to talk about these things. Who knows who you inspire? Um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try. <laughs> like, Can you imagine at name- the climate conference? They were like, the difference was Meredith composting. <laughs> yes. I feel like, what's her name? Like, Greta, Greta, Greta Thurnberry, like the Swedish teenager that's at the forefront of all this climate activism. Oh, like, I, I think she would. Oh, she's the one. Um, she's the girl. Like, she's the Swedish teenager that started striking on Fridays um, in front of Parliament in Sweden, and now she's um, she started these like school strike for climate change on Fridays, and then Ooh. she got yeah. So I feel um, and it's sort of it's a very I think it's very um among like the youth, like the teenagers and people in their early twenties. Like I think that's sort of the um that's sort of been the groups that have been doing a lot of the striking but uh yeah and now she's um I'm probably mispronouncing her name I'm really sorry Greta um but yeah so now she's sort of become the face of like youth that are championing for governments to listen to climate change um and yeah yeah you can you can totally look her up um and she's very yeah like she's become like quite famous and she's from Sweden and yeah so I feel like she would be very proud of your composting oh I think so too I think so yeah (laughs) (laughs) like absolutely but yeah um I feel like we could talk about this forever but we should also let our listeners you know off the hook and go recycle something but um just kidding yeah (laughs) like just contribute any way you can um but also let us know how you felt about this episode and leave us some comments and tell us stories of your climate anxiety if you have it or any if you know anyone else who's having it um so yeah tell us if you like the phone call or if you prefer the crystal clear voices of I mean (laughs) we can do more editing obviously when we're in the studio and and it can sound like you know I'm to the left and Zainab's to the right but this is if this is if this works for people this is great I think in the middle of it you can hear my google home mini talking Um, oh yeah (laughs) I don't know if you heard that but it was I didn't hear that but y'all heard the evening call to prayer in yeah <laughs> so some, some of it's nice you can hear like what our homes sound like yeah. but if you prefer the crystal clear like it just just tell us we are trying it out we're yeah. trying out the anchor features where this is a very uh like design thinking process we just try a lot of things and see what works and what yes. doesn't so yeah exactly. give us some pe- feedback um and yeah like hope everyone has a good week have a good week uh talk All to right. you doctor. <laughs> Talk to your doctor. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.